You're listening to a podcast from Victory. Faith is God's call to have a relationship with Him. As a response, we want to choose this relationship above all else. Learn more about this truth in week one of our series, Unwavering. We are starting off with our new series called Unwavering Faith. And this talks about the story of Abraham. And most of us here, we're familiar with Abraham. We know him as a, as a great hero, the father of faith. And especially for some of us who are very much familiar with the Bible, uh, we know that he is someone that we can look up to in terms of faith. But if we, as we studied the scriptures in the next couple of weeks, we would realize that his faith isn't perfect. Who among you here, you're happy that Abraham's faith isn't perfect? Because it makes me feel good because my faith isn't perfect too. Uh, my faith wavers sometimes, but there's something about Abraham's story. There's something about Abraham that when Paul was describing Abraham, he didn't say that Abraham's faith was perfect. Rather, his faith was unwavering. And slowly, we would see it realize how Abraham's faith was developed. He didn't start off immediately that way. Unti-unti rin siya develop ni God. And maybe you're here and you're thinking, I'm just new here. I'm not as strong. I'm, I don't have that much faith. Sakto lang yung pananampalataya ko sa Panginoon. Guess what? God can move in and through us. And He can develop that faith in us so that we can face our everyday lives with unwavering faith. You see, the Bible says, as Christians, we live by faith. We live by faith. What does that mean? Ano yung sabihin ng live by faith, live by faith na yan? For some of us here, that word may be taboo. Ano yan? What's live by faith? Hopefully, for the next couple of weeks, as we study the life of Abraham, we get to see what faith means. So let's read Genesis 12. It says here, Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Next verse, sabi dito. So Abram went as the Lord told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Imagine that. Imagine that. <clears throat> We're talking about Abram from Ur of Chaldean. Again, we think of Abram as the father of faith. We think of him as, wow, that, that person who eventually uh, had his son a couple of years after long waiting. We'll discuss that. But most of us here, we're not familiar that Abraham was from Ur of Chaldea. Or he is from Ur of Chaldean. What's up with that? Just to give you a context or a background, yung Ur of Chaldean or that region of Chaldea is so advanced in terms of civilization during their time. It's one of the leading cities or urban places during their time. Particularly Ur, kusan galing si Abraham. Very wealthy. So advanced and Chaldea, actually, sometimes is also referred to as Babylonian or Babylon. Most of you, you've heard that already. Babylon. In fact, uh, Chaldea belongs to the region of Babylon. Why is this important? The reason why this is important for us is this. People from Ur of Chaldea are pagan polytheist worshippers. Ibig sabihin yan, they don't worship the God of the Bible. That is the background of Abraham. Again, let me, let me say that again. Abraham was rich. He belongs to a rich urban place. 
But the most important factor about this is he does not worship God. In fact, they have a different God that they worship. Sinana, okay, the, the moon God of Ur. That's the background of Abraham. He's, he's a pagan. He isn't Christian, okay, during our time. And maybe for some of us here, we're thinking, okay, pagdating sa faith ko kay God, dapat, dapat maganda background ko. I should come from a good place. I should have a good reputation. Uh, before I have a relationship with God, before I enter a relationship with God, dapat maganda yung, 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 yung demeanor ko, maganda yung background ko, maganda yung track record ko. But here we are at the very start of the verse. A couple of verses actually before the verses we just read. We see Abraham, a pagan. But even in the midst of that, God decided to work in and through him. Even with that background, God moved and spoke and initiated a relationship with Abraham. You see, a life of faith is about a life with God who called us. Sometimes we think faith is something that I need to conjure or I need to produce para matanggap ako ni God. No, actually, faith is a life of faith is about God who called us. He started this. It's Him. Si, si God yung, yung, yung nagsimula nitong relationship na to. And that's a life of faith. The starting point of our faith is not us and our efforts. The starting point of our faith is God and His faithfulness. That's, why what, that's what we were singing uh, in our worship a while ago. We were declaring He's faithful. He is good. He doesn't change. You see, sometimes no, as Christians, natatakot tayo sa phrase na by faith. Kasi iniisip natin, hala, ano yung mga kailangan kong gawin? What do I need to do? Oh, by faith daw, what should I do? But here's something that we could see here. The who is more important than the what. The person who called us is more important than what we think we need to do for that person. Minsan masyado tayong focus sa, ano, kailangan ko itong gawin, kailangan ko itong gawin, kasi by faith daw, kailangan ko isurrender to, kailangan ko itong, that we miss out the person who is speaking to us, the relationship. Look at the verse, sabi dito, Now the Lord said to Abraham, the who, who is this God? Based on that verse, on that underlined part, knowing the background of Abraham, what does it tell about our God? It tells that even though Abraham came from a very ungodly background, God still chose to enter to a relationship with him. And isn't it true that most of us, we don't have godly backgrounds before. Kahit yung pinakamabait, kahit lumaki po tayong church, sabi sa Bible, our righteousness are filthy rags compared to Him. And yet God still chose to love us. That's grace. Knowing the background of Abraham, knowing that he was a pagan, pero sabi ni God, no, I want to enter into a relationship with you. That is who God is. Full of grace, full of mercy, full of love, full of acceptance. His, his view of us is way bigger than our view of ourselves. And not only that, what else can we see here? The first thing that God said to Abraham, he showed that he is faithful, merciful, gracious, loving, and then God said to Abraham, go. What does it tell us about our God? It tells that he is a God who wants to lead us. Minsan iniisip natin, I control my life. I tell, I get to call the shots. 
But here we see here, if God is good, if God is merciful and loving and gracious, He longs to also lead our ha- lives. Gusto niyang ipakita sa atin kung saan tayo pupunta. He wants, us to, he wants to go ahead of us. Because how many of you here, you know that the future sometimes is a bit scary, right? Minsan may mga bagay sa hinaharap na hindi natin kontrolado, hindi natin alam. But one thing is sure, our God who is faithful, He also leads us. He goes ahead of us. That's why God said to Abraham, go! Because He is leading Abraham. What else can we see here? You know what? Maybe for some of you here, you've had this experience before. God is telling you to go to a place that you're not comfortable. And actually, natin eh, when it comes to stepping out in faith, we are afraid of the um, uncomfortable situations. Meron tayo mga comfort zones eh. Takot tayo na iwan yung country, kindred, and father's house natin. Our source of security, our source of comfort, our source of provision to something that is not sure. But the Bible say, says, faith is confidence in the things that we hope for, the things that are not seen. And sometimes we think, hala yung pupuntahan ko, hindi ko sure yan. Yung pinapagawa sa akin, hindi ko sure yan. And again, we miss out that the who is more important than the where. Huh? God tells me to cut off this uh, relationship? To go to this place? To engage these neighbors? Grabe, hindi, hindi ko comfort zone yan eh. Minsan kakaisip natin ng comfort zone natin, kakaisip natin ng mga things to do natin, nakakalimutan natin, teka, teka, sino ba muna nagsabi sa yun It's God. The who. It's more important than the where and the what. You see, that's the life of faith. It's not about us and what we do and where we should go. It ultimately is about God. And tapos, we also miss out that the reason why God wants us to live a life of faith is because He has a heart to bless us. Look at this verse. Look at how many times God says that He will bless us. I will make you of a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you, I will curse. That's the heart of God. The heart of God is not to, dis- not to uh, curse us. Although sometimes when we are obeying God and stepping out in faith, that, that's what it feels like. <laughs> if you know what I mean. When we obey God sometimes, Bakit ganun, Lord? Inobey ko na nga. Bakit ang dami pang nangyayaring pagsubok sa akin? Lord, bakit ganun? Ginawa ko na nga ito. Kinat ko na nga itong unhealthy relationship. Tinigil ko na nga itong un- uh, uh, unlawful practice. But why is it that there's so many negative things that happens to me? Sometimes when we step out in faith, it doesn't feel like God's blessing us. And that's what it felt like Abraham. Imagine leaving his father's household, his kindred, his country. But again, who is God? At His very heart, His heart is to bless us. I will make your name great. I will be your shield. I will protect you. I will bless you. That's the heart of God. When God sees all of us here, He sees us with this thought, I want to bless Him. I want to bless her. God wants to bless us. That's his character. That's his nature. Our God is a blesser, if there's such a word. But it doesn't end with that. God even, advance mag-isip si Lord. God thinks more than that. 
He says here that He doesn't just want us to be blessed, He wants us to be a blessing. Huwag here, you want to be a blessing. Diba yung, yung pagpapasok ko sa isang party, lahat gusto lumapit sa'yo. Ay, grabe ito, mabless ako. Hindi yung pagpapasok si party, ay, ayan na siya, ayan na siya. Busy ako. That's God's heart. Not just to bless us. That's our prayer. Lord, bless me. <laughs> but God goes even beyond that. I will bless you plus I will make you a blessing. That's the heart of God. That is who calls us. That's why it's more important. The who is more important than the what and the where. And again, sometimes we're too focused on what God tells us to do and where God wants us to go that we miss out the who, the person who is actually calling us. A God whose heart is to bless. A God whose heart is to make us a blessing. Sarap, no? That is who our God is. How did Abraham respond to this? And this is the hard part. <laughs> Abraham responded to God's call by obedience. You see, obedience is actually a sign that we do have faith in God. Obedience doesn't give us credit to God. Right? Obedience is a sign that we really believe God. Obedience is hard. Would you agree? Hira po obey si Lord. But again, we go back. Lord, who are you? Who are you? Diba minsan mas madali pong pagkatiwalaan yung mga taong kilala natin? Sigurado yun. Wala naman tayong, kuwari, nasa labas tayo. Hindi naman natin iwan yung cellphone natin sa di natin pakahawa ka, magsi-CR lang ako eh. No, we give our phones or we give our valuable things to people we trust. And that's what the goal of this series is. Hopefully, as we go through the series, we will have a greater trust in our Lord, in our God, so that we are able to obey Him more. Look at this, Sabis of verse 4. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Remember the first verse in uh, Genesis 12, verse 1? God said to Abram, go. And then look at this. So Abram went as the Lord told him. And did you know that the great people in the Bible are not known for their achievements they are not known for their successes. And daming phrases na ganyan. Moses, God said to Moses, raise up your staff and divide the Red Sea. Then yung susunod na verse sabi, and Moses did so. God said to Joshua, walk around the walls of Jericho seven times on the seventh day. And Joshua did as the Lord commanded him. Those are phrases, syllables in our Bibles na hindi natin napapansin. And personally, my prayer is, Lord, if there's anyone writing uh, a documentary about myself, sana describe niya ako with this phrase. And the Lord said to Dave, blank. And Dave, blank, as the Lord did so. And my prayer is, ganun din yung heart natin. Maybe for some of us here, God is telling you, and the Lord says to you, my son, Surrender. Whoever you are, surrendered as the Lord said so. My, the Lord saying to you, my son, repent. The Lord saying to you, my son, give. My, the Lord is saying to you, my son, be discipled. And they gave. And they be discipled. And they repented. Obedience. Imagine that. So Abram went. 
So ginawa ni Abraham, it looks so basic. It looks so easy. But it's hard. But it's hard. But that's a life of faith. If you want a life of unwavering faith, we don't get that just by singing worship songs. If we want a strong faith, we don't just get that by hearing this message every week. We get a stronger, unwavering faith when we do daily obedience to God. And again, it's not perfect, but it's growing. That's what God wants for us. Imagine obedience. It's so hard. (laughs) I won't even say that it's easy. But again, who is the one telling us to obey? God who wants to bless us. God who wants... who, who, hindi pa alam to ni Abraham, no? dahil hindi pa naman niya nakilala si Jesus. But now, in hindsight, we know Jesus. He gave Himself for us. That's why we can give our all to Him. What else did Abraham do? Not only did he obey, okay, but look at this. Sabi sa verses 7 onwards. It says here, And there, then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So, Abraham did, as the Lord said nga, Pumunta siya sa land of Canaan, the promised land. And then it says here, The Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built, there, he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abraham journeyed on, still going toward the Negev. What about this phrase? How did Abraham response, responded to God's call to him? He obeyed, but he didn't stop with just that. He, as we can see here, he also built an altar and he pitched his tent. And I want to focus on that, building an altar. And I believe today, God wants us to learn how to, quote-unquote, build our altars. What's an altar during their time? An altar, uh, in its original Hebrew word, means sacrifice. It's a place where something is sacrificed to please God. Or it's a place of worship. It's actually a place wherein, uh, sabi do sa isang commentary, where the divine and the human worlds intersect. It's also a place wherein it's a monument or a reminder. That's why if you read the Bible, when, when the the fathers of our faith, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, when they build altars, they refer to that in their generations. Ah, naalala niyo yung ganyan? Naalala niyo yung ganun? They were building an altar. Of course, uh, building an altar during their time also has um, yung mga hindi naniniwala sa God ng Bible. That's called idolatry. But nevertheless, Abraham knew Though when this God encountered him, he built an altar. What does it mean? It's a place or it's a time wherein we remember God's faithfulness to us and we worship unto him and give ourselves to him as a pleasing sacrifice. Again, let me say that again. An altar is a time, it's a moment, it's a place. Hindi na siguro natin kailangan magtayo ng altar ngayon. No? Hindi, I'm not talking about an altar in the house, okay? But I'm talking about an altar in our hearts. A place or a reminder wherein, Lord, I want to worship you. And I want to remember your faithfulness. And Lord, I am offering myself to you as a living sacrifice. What do I mean by this? Let me just go a bit personal. One of the altars of my life is my victory weekend. 
It's a, it's a moment, okay? It's, as you know, when you go through that victory weekend, may pagsubok pa rin po. It's not the solution. It's not the pill. It's not the answer to every problem. But when challenges come, I remember that time, Lord, I gave my life to you. Eh. I publicly declared eh. Lord, I remember that time when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I really encountered and felt your presence. Lord, may, may problema ako ngayon eh. But I remember that time, Lord. And it drives, drives me to, to, to my knees as well. You know what? Some of you here, you already have your altar. Maybe it's that time no may nagkasakit na relative or loved one. And you were forced on your knees. And you were crying out to God. And God answered your prayer. I want you to remember that. Set an altar in your heart. Remember that moment. Kasi mabilis po tayo makalimot eh. Sino sa inyo dito, mabilis po kayo makalimot? Diba yung <laughs> nakakalimutan natin yung susi ng sasakyan, nakakalimutan natin yung mga niluluto natin. We're so easy to forget things. That's why altars are important. We remember those things. Another one, especially if you were a Christian when you got married. Naalala niyo yung time na nagpakasal kayo? I remember that time na nagpakasal kami, na asawa ko, sige. We really don't know how it would happen. And we would just pray and kneel and cry out to God. And now we got married. There are other bigger... Akala ko dati, malaki ng problema yung kasal. Marami pa palang mas malaking problema. <laughs> but then we look back to that time. Lord, you were faithful during this time. We remember that moment. We were, we were in that cafe. We were crying out. We were praying. We remember your faithfulness. You have a word for us. And now, guess what? We're so over that. But there's a bigger problem. But Lord, we remember your faithful then. And Lord, you will do it again. You will be faithful again. Because that's who you are. What's your altar? Some of you already have that. You were starting your business. Remember that step of faith? Di mo alam? Ginawa mo naman lahat? Pero hindi mo sure? But you were trusting God? And now, it's already there? Hindi ka na start up? Scaling na yung problema mo. And there's another challenge again. Bigger problems. Guess what? Hindi lang po business ang nasa scale, pati faith din. Faith is scalable. Why? Because that's who God is. And then we will see, wow, ang laki na problem. But I remember when we were starting. It wasn't easy. But here's the altar. We remember your faithfulness, God. Some of us here, we need to do that. Young people, students, you need to have that. Yung bawat angat nyo sa year level, pag-graduate mo ng high school, graduate mo ng college, altar mo yan. Hindi mura mag-graduate. <laughs> Remember that time, God provided for your education. What else can't He provide? It's not easy. But when we have those altars, we remember, Lord, you were so faithful. Lord, we just obeyed. We just stepped out in faith. Lord, we surrendered ourselves to you. And Lord, look where we are now. And Lord, we have another problem. We have another issue. It's time to build another altar. Because I know, God, you'll be faithful. And guess what? Meron na naman next one and next one. And our faith will grow stronger and stronger and more unwavering like Abraham. You see, Abraham built four, four altars with four different moments of his life. With four different, quote-unquote, functions. Some of them is for thanksgiving. Some of them is just for crying out. Some of them is parang hindi talaga sure si Abraham. And we will talk about that sa isang uh, preaching natin about covenant. And we would see how God moved. He didn't just build an altar. He also pitched his tent. 
He pitched his tent. How did Abram respond to God's call? He obeyed, he built an altar, and he pitched his tent. What does that mean? You see, during their time, um, most of the people live in tents. So I, I don't think that's exactly how it looks like before, but something like that. And a tent is a place of habitation. It's a place of comfort. It's personal. It's not really as big as a real house during their time. But one thing that makes this apart, actually, marami pong magagantang tents during their time. But one thing that would, is different from a tent compared to a house is that it's temporary. It's temporary. You see, Abraham, Isaac, Israel, the nation of Israel after Exodus, they were all living in tents. What does that mean? It means that even though Abraham is in the land of the promise. He knows this is not all there is. He knows that all the possessions he has, lahat ng meron siya, remember, he's already rich. He, 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 all the possessions he has are all temporary. It's nice, it's comfortable, it's personal, but it's temporary. How does that apply to our lives today? Some of us here, we're believing God for a house, for a business, and it's okay. We can enjoy it. That's nice about God. Gusto niya i-enjoy rin natin yung mga material provisions na binigay ni Lord sa buhay natin. There's nothing wrong about acquiring wealth, about building an empire. But the question is, are you aware that it's only temporary? That there is still something better than what you have. Yung bahay na meron tayo, as beautiful it is, it's just a beautiful tent. Because someday, God is promising us something better. Promising us something beyond our dreams. Abraham knew about that. In fact, this is what Hebrews said about Abraham. It says here, By faith, Abraham went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. But why was he living in tents? Why was he living in, in uh, pathetic tents, if you, would, if you would agree? Because he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder was God. And it, that brings us security for both ways. The good things. Everything, the riches, the houses, the cars, beautiful. God wants us to enjoy it. But our hearts should know, Lord, temporary lang yan. And actually, you own it. If you tell me to go, I will leave this and I will pitch my tent somewhere else. If you tell, tell me to give, if you tell me to stop, if you tell me to surrender, Lord, temporary naman to eh. There's something greater than this. And it works both ways. Lord, my problems now, I'm not pitching, I'm not staying here. You may be here and you have issues and problems and challenges coming in your life. But who among you here, you believe that's not forever. It's also temporary. And as we obey God, He will move us out. Lord, I'm just obeying you. Let me pitch my tent again. As you lead me, Lord. As you lead me, Lord. That's something amazing for us. It, it excites us. I remember talking to a couple of business, businessmen already in our church. 
who would say the phrase, eh, kay Lord naman talaga to lahat eh. And kay Lord naman to lahat eh. But they're not lazy. They're very hardworking people. Profitable. But they're saying, eh, kay Lord naman to lahat eh. And this is something that even me and my wife, and I think most of us here will also wrestle, Lord, Handa ba talaga akong sabihin, Lord, temporary lahat ng mga to? These are all tents. These are all tents. And you're telling me, okay, pack up, move, pitch. Pack up, move, pitch. Have you ever tried camping, setting up your tent? I remember having that. Um, my dad was still with us. We went to a beach. We set up our tent. Medyo uncomfortable lang, no? Kasi ganun pala yung tent. Akala ko dati yung tent may foam. <laughs> yung tent namin walang foam. Sakit sa likod. But there was someone noisy outside. I think there were people who were, you know, parang may, nakainom ata yung mga nasa labas ng tent namin sa beach. And I remember as a child, I was a bit scared. But inside the tent, I felt comfortable. But I know I'm not staying there for 20 years. <laughs> Kinabukasan, we woke up, ate breakfast, packed our tents, and we left. Same here with us. Your tent is a source of comfort. It's okay. Your tent is a source of joy. It's okay. But know that you won't stay there. Kasi that's the Christian life. God tells us, go. Oh, ito. Some of you here, you'll be moving outside the country for work. And I've already seen some prayer requests about that. Pray for us as we go here. Pray for us as we go to Canada or Australia or what have you. Know that you're not just going there for work. Know that you're going there because God allowed you to do so. And when you go there, pitch your tent there and fulfill His purpose there. Be a blessing there. Let's not just go there para, okay, blessed ako, blessed ako, blessed ako. No. I'm just going there so that I could be a blessing in that nation. And I would remember Bo, uh, Joe and Bing Surit pitching their tents here, having the career already, but God called them, go. Left that tent. Try to start a new tent. God's faithful. And we would remember, again, uh, Christian and Ai, our missionaries in the Middle East, they were, ha- they were having a thriving ministry here. But even ministry is a tent. <laughs> when God gave them a burden to go, okay, I'm leaving this tent, starting of a new one. And who knows where God will lead them. And again, it's not just for full-time. It's for businessmen. It's for students. It's for couples. Maybe right now, okay na to. Um, start lang tayo. Pero I feel like God is telling us we should start leading other couples as well. Let's leave the comfort of our tents and let's start pitching another one. What am I saying? What I'm saying is if God calls us right now, let's not focus on the what and the where. Let's fix our eyes on the who. And as we step out in obedience, know that these are all tents. And as He does breakthroughs in our lives, let's not forget that. Let's remember that toward the altars. Let me leave you with this question as we end. Where is God calling you right now? Where is God calling you right now? Where is God calling you right now as a parent, as a student, as a business people, as a single mom, as a grandparent? Where is God calling us now? Let's not settle. But let's let God speak to us. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, 
please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.